brewed in the Northwest, guaranteed fresh. It's the morning blend on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. And a very good Wednesday morning to you, January 3rd, 7 a.m. Brenda and Pat with you on the Morning Blend. Thank you for tuning in as we continue our Christmas celebration. Good morning, Pat. You're feeling that Christmas spirit, especially this morning. Merry Christmas to you, Brenda. <laughs> I sure am feeling it. We, I'm, I'm milking it for all it's worth. I'm, I'm, I, every last minute of it. I want give it, give it all to me. I love Christmas. So I did look up officially now, and and Archbishop Sample actually talks about. About this and we'll have a little clip from him later in the show he, he's on he's on board he's 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 on board with this so. he absolutely <laughs> is and he says we got to keep up the celebration don't put the christmas tree down until january 8th and that is the feast of the baptism of the lord so liturgically that ends the christmas season because then the priests are back in their green vestments for the beginning of ordinary time again. And we start this countdown. See, I keep it going all the way into February. Do you? Oh, yeah. Let's. I said every minute, I want it. Give me Christmas. <laughs> Give me Christmas. I'm not sure that I could quite get away with keeping that Christmas tree up that long. But I do have a, a side of my family. They're in Alabama, Mobile area, around the Gulf. And they celebrate Mardi Gras in a big way. And they keep the Christmas sure. tree up. And then they redecorate. Decorate it for Mardi Gras in oh. the, the green and the purple and the gold celebration. So that's kind of they they just keep it all the way up to Lent. So I like their style. I mean, <laughs> yeah. They know how to celebrate down south. So so today also is it is a festival of sleep day. Well, what? Yeah, festival of sleep day. I don't know what that means, but I do know that I slept very well tonight and and my alarm woke me up my alarm never wakes me up oh because you're up before i'm usually well up before see now i'm but it woke me up and i was like what's what's that noise (laughs) oh it's the alarm now i'm feeling a little bit of the opposite but i'm with you because i'm usually up a few minutes before the alarm goes off but i feel like i'm still adjusting from the long sleep i was getting over the the long that weekend, that is what I was thinking. I yeah. was thinking my my sleep got thrown off the last two weekends because we had Christmas weekend, then we had the New Year's weekend, and all that all that adjustment. Because I did stay awake for New Year's. Oh, you yeah, did, yeah. yeah. I was it's up the till first midnight time too. in many years, but I did. <laughs> <laughs> we were awake too. We celebrated with some good friends, and so. But I was, I for sure was relieved. Uh, in a good way to be back at work, to get back to this routine. And as we just kind of continue this celebration, uh, yeah, it's good to be back on the air for sure. You know, the best way to celebrate the Festival of Sleep would be a nap. <laughs> Taking a nap. <laughs> I think a nice that's, siesta. that's how I will celebrate, get into the spirit what time of is, it. Uh, what time a is Christmas siesta? Nap. A Christmas siesta. I'll have some Christmas ham, <laughs> which I have plenty of. And, and, <laughs> and, and then I'll have my Christmas or my Festival of Sleep nap. The Festival of Sleep. Festival of Sleep. Whoever came up with that, genius. Okay. Genius. I, I yes. appreciate you. God bless you for sure. So so in our household now, we've got a, a, a new project coming up. Oh, no. You know, it's always something when you have a household of people. Now, I put my washer and dryer in the 15 years that we have owned this set. It has been wow. through a lot. I mean, family of six, uh, sons, daughters who were in sport. I mean, it's done its duty. Two dogs and watched a lot of change. It's going uh, it's starting to give me problems, and uh. we're now realizing. Now Scott was always really good about getting under there and fixing the issues, which allowed it to last for fifteen. You years. You don't want your belt to slip. 
and we cannot get parts. We're realizing uh-huh. the something is starting to leak, and so the process is now beginning. We've got probably my guess is about two to three months. But with something like a project like this, it's never just by itself. You know, God just doesn't say, "I'm going to just." you know, bless you for this particular moment. It spreads out along a lot of things. So (laughs) the blessing of getting a new washer and dryer comes with uh, a new tile floor that I want put in. Ah. And it also comes with a new cabinet that I want replaced in there and some new shelving that goes in. And the good deacon is listening this morning and he is shaking his head going, I'm yeah, shaking my head. That ain't happening. I don't, <laughs> it's never just what it seems like. It's always so much more. So I look at this as a, as an opportunity that God you, has blessed us with. Use 2024 as the year to simplify. <laughs> I'm saying you just go back to doing it the old-fashioned way. My grandmother used to have one of those boards right? with the soap. Just get after it. So I feel like I am, the older I'm getting, I am getting a little bit more of my prudence going here. And what I realized over the last 15 years is these washing machines, they come steam clean and all these fans. Nope. I just needed to fill, wash, and spin out the water. And so Good that luck way, finding that. That's all I want. I Good need a back to that. the basics. No, there's nope. no more basics. <laughs> Okay. I noticed the same thing and it's it's not it's I just want a washing machine that washes my clothes you know, like the, the yeah. old fashioned way. Hot cold? <laughs> no, no, no. You know, and medium. the dryers, forget it. That is gone to a <laughs> that's you gotta have a have a degree in, in, in thermal dynamics to figure that thing out. Well, so maybe for me this is a reminder, Pat, that two thousand and twenty four, like you just said. I'm back to the basics. My mom used to hang clothes on the line in the backyard. <laughs> that worked. I don't want to no, do that. You talk we about don't get enough sun up here to <laughs> do that like energy. Texas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. So I'll keep you informed okay. as to how this goes for me. What do you got coming up? Oh, we got all, well, as you mentioned, Archbishop Sample's got a, a great address we'll be getting to uh, this morning. And we've got uh, all kinds of exciting things happening throughout the day. But uh, I'm just celebrating the festival of sleep or just, uh... <laughs> well not during the next two hours no, no naps Wide at all awake. i got the coffee <laughs> all right we do have a great show ahead for you on this wednesday morning we're going to start things now with dante schmitz alive in me and we are the morning blend right here at Matra day radio the bridge between your faith and everyday life merry christmas
Culture Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. That is Dante Smith's Alive in Me. 710, it's the Morning Blend with Brenda and Pap. We're glad to have you along for the ride as we celebrate the Christmas season. Ho, ho, ho to you. And just ahead, we're going to be checking in with uh, what's going on down at St. Vincent de Paul Catholic School in Salem. Rich Hernandez will join us next after we check your rainy weather forecast. But there are some sun breaks coming. We'll check that ahead at Matra Day Radio. Support for Matra Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Join Mater Day Radio and Monsignor John Syak with a morning blessing. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, we beg you for your blessing this day, knowing how good you are and how you treat us not according to our sinfulness, but according to your mercy. We ask you to bless all the people listening, wherever they are, in their homes, in their cars, at work, and that you would give them the grace that they need to be holy this day. That you would send the Holy Spirit to them. You would send our Blessed Mother Mary to intercede for us. And may the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit descend upon you and remain with you forever. Amen. For more prayer resources and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit MatriDayRadio.com. Healthcare sharing has been around for decades and began out of the Christian tradition of neighbor helping neighbor. That's the premise Solidarity HealthShare was built on, where a nonprofit medical cost sharing ministry in which our family of members share in each other's eligible medical expenses. Solidarity HealthShare is not insurance, but an alternative way to pay for medical costs that adheres to Catholic Church teachings. We never share into medical care that goes against our morals. More information at SolidarityHealthShare.org. Have any resolutions for the new year? Why not make 2024 the year you grow even closer to Christ with Matraday Radio's Hail Mary Media app? We have all the tools you need to ace that goal, including an ever-growing library of audio, video, and text prayers. You can even set a customized schedule of your personal prayer reminders. The Hail Mary Media app also lets you stream the live broadcast of Matraday Radio and access a variety of podcasts like Bible in a Year and Catechism in a Year with Father Mike Spitz. Plus, you can plug into the most thorough listing of exciting local events on our interactive community calendar that integrates right into your car's mapping program. Make a firm resolution to download it today. Just search Hail Mary Media in the App Store or go to MatraDayRadio.com and follow the instructions. Make 2024 your year to grow closer to Jesus with the Hail Mary Media app from Matraday Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. And it is 713 here at Matraday Radio. Cloudy morning, more rain on the way today. But in between systems, Pat, they say that the sun 
might pop out just it's going a little to. bit. It We're is. just going to be hopeful about oh, yeah. that for sure. Now, highs today reaching 48 degrees. Snow levels are coming down to 3,500 feet. And later in the week, those will come down even further. Right. Overnight, rain continues. We're going to drop to 42 degrees. Then on Thursday, about an 80% chance of rain. Highs near 50 degrees. And right now, drizzle coming down at St. Vincent de Paul Catholic Church and School in Salem, where it's 39. And it is also 39 degrees at Holy Redeemer Catholic Church in Vancouver. Great things are happening in Catholic schools across the Archdiocese of Portland, including St. Vincent de Paul School in Salem. Joining us this morning is the principal of St. Vincent de Paul School, Rich Hernandez. Rich, it's exciting to have you in the studio with us. Why do you do what you do? Why work in Catholic education? The short answer is the Holy Spirit. The long answer, um, it, it ends with the Holy Spirit. But I, when I retired, this is my second career. When I retired from the military about seven years ago, I was a career army soldier for 26 years. I wanted a job that had values kind of like the military and, and where I could spend time with my son because I missed a lot of his formative years. So the Holy Spirit pushed me to education and I got to travel back and forth with my son for about an hour to and from a Catholic school and I, I became a Catholic school teacher and now I'm a principal of a dual language immersions program here in Salem. Tell us about that program and really how it sets apart St. Vincent de Paul School. You're the only dual language program in the entire Archdiocese of Portland, right? Yes, as, as we know, we're the only dual language immersion program in the Archdiocese. Uh, ours is a 90-10 format program where it starts off in preschool and pre-K where you start off with 90% Spanish, 10% English, and it starts shifting the other way. So by the time you leave for fifth grade or you get to fifth grade, it's 50-50 Spanish and English. So you get a really good immersion and learning language at an early years, at the early years for for preschool and pre-K in those formative years, it play, it pays dividends in the long run. Since you've adopted this program, growth seems to have taken off. It has. We have grown 20% in the each year for the past two years. So we've total of the past two years since I've been principal, we've grown 40%. And the national average is 3% for Catholic schools. Wow, that's tremendous growth. Richard Hernandez, principal of the St. Vincent de Paul School, is with us. Rich, how do you incorporate the Catholic faith into that dual language program? I think it's pretty simple, um, you know, being... Catholic, meaning universal, it it fits in everything we do. We not only just have a religion religion uh, course, we infuse everything we talk about into our all our curriculum, math, science, engineering, sports, uh, sports with our CYOs, so we pray before uh, basketball games. Everything we do is religious-based. And speaking of that, your work in the community, you're really living out those corporal works of mercy, and you have what's called Phoenix Life. What yes. is that? So we, our Phoenix life is we we try to be Catholic outside our school walls. So we we show the like you said the acts of mercy. We we volunteer and for different services. We fundraise for different services. We, every month we pick a different organization in, in in Salem where we raise for them for uh, cancer awareness. We raise money for the cancer unit in Salem. Uh, for Hispanic Heritage Month, we did mano a mano for them. For Veterans Day, we did a veteran organization where it's uh, fish uh, take a veteran to fish day. So we provided funds for them too as well. So we teach our students how to give back. Well, as a veteran yourself, I'm sure that had special meaning. For yeah, you. it does. Rich, looking out into the future, what lies ahead for St. Vincent de Paul School? What's on the horizon? 
so our, our school's gradually changing and we change every year. We try to make it better, uh, get better student experience. So right now we're currently introducing this January coming up um, more technology classes. For example, we had a, a generous donor donate money for us to buy drones. So we'll have a drone club. We'll also have uh, robotics. We'll also have coding in English and Spanish and Legos for education, which also includes coding. But in the long run, we want to be able to give our students resources and skills that they can use when they leave our school. It amazes me that this is happening on a level up to fifth grade. I can see this happening on the high school level, but you're talking about pre-K to fifth grade. Incredible. Yeah. So preschool through fifth grade, um, we're trying to give them as much as they can. So when they get to high school and they can start making solid decisions of what they want to do when they when they get out of high school. Rich Hernandez is our guest this morning. He's the principal of St. Vincent de Paul School in Salem. And you have open enrollment coming up for the 2024-25 school year. Tell us about that process and how parents, if they're interested in this, can get their students involved. Yes, our open enrollment starts December 15th. Our early open enrollment starts December 15th, and it's January 15th. And that's very important for those families that need those tuition assistance. It allows us to budget and plan for how much money we need in tuition assistance so we can ask our donors or we can, you know, really budget for how many teachers we need as well. As The earlier we enroll, the better program our school is. Um, but we're, we're open enrollment year-round, but December 15th through January 15th is the key enrollment period for anybody that needs tuition assistance um, so we can help them out. And how would somebody go about maybe scheduling a tour of the school, finding out more information about St. Vincent de Paul? Yes, if you visit our website um, or just Google us, um, you'll see us come up. Um, our phone number's there. Our website's there. Go to our website, go under admissions, and it'll tell you to pray about entering our school, um, scheduling a tour, and then filling out an application. And I believe that website, svdpschoolsalem.org? That's correct. Rich, I just want to thank you for driving up here today, taking time out of that very busy schedule of yours, and for your heart for Catholic education and, and service. It's inspiring. Yeah, thank you for having us. You know, one thing that our director of advancement always says, you know, even though our school's small, doesn't mean that, that our needs are small. You know, so come help us. And, you know, what our tagline for our school, and we really mean it, is we promise to know your child, love your child, prepare your child for life, and while striving for heaven. Oh. Fantastic. Thank you. Thank you for having us. We really appreciate it. And um, yeah, come visit our school. He's Rich Hernandez, principal of St. Vincent de Paul School in Salem. And you can find out all about their exciting dual language immersion program and open enrollment going on now at svdpschoolsalem.org. That link and a replay of our conversation are also waiting for you at matradayradio.com and the Hail Mary Media app. It is 721 here at Mater Day Radio, the Christmas season. It's still going on for us Catholics, and you can head over to Mater Day Radio's webpage, materdayradio.com. There at the top of the page, you're going to find Christmas resources, great ways that you can continue to celebrate this season by growing deeper in your faith through prayers and music and great interviews like the one that you just heard. You'll also have full access to everything on those Christmas resources page, plus so much more if you download today the free Hail Mary media app. 
Support for Matre Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco, family dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Hello, this is Emily Jaminette with A Mother's Moment. The other night, I heard three of my children fighting over their portion of Cheez-It snacks for their lunch the next day. Despite having enough food for everyone, they were still angry and upset with one another because they all wanted more. I have found in life that we need to choose our battles wisely and make sure that what we are fighting for, God would want us to defend. I told them that Cheez-Its were not worth fighting for, and I quickly had to intervene. As Catholics, we need to look for meaningful matter in what we choose to engage in disagreements over. In Psalm 45.4, it says, In your majesty, ride forth victoriously in a cause of truth, humility, and justice. Let your right hand achieve awesome deeds. Nothing was just or even worthy of wasting my children's time over a Cheez-It snack argument. The fact is, if we all choose causes worth defending, we would witness the eternal satisfaction that comes from advancing the heavenly kingdom on earth. For only with Christ can we achieve awesome deeds. So the next time you witness a useless argument that breaks family unity and family peace, consider helping your children to direct that energy to a worthy cause. Let us pray. Dear Jesus, please help us to instruct our children on what really is important in this world. Amen. May we be a light in this world by choosing our battles wisely. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Holy Family Supply, Salem's Catholic Bookstore. Located at 421 Court Street Northeast in downtown Salem, Holy Family Supply has a wide variety of Catholic gifts for all occasions, including Bibles, rosaries, statues, and holy cards. Holy Family Supply current hours and days of operation are available by phone at 503-588-1071. As we surpass three decades of broadcasting, all of us at Mater Dei Radio are thankful for the many blessings this special radio ministry provides to our Catholic community. To ensure that our faith continues to thrive in today's media, we hope you will consider including Mater Dei Radio in your estate planning. There are many estate planning options to choose from, but one way would be to include Mater Dei Radio as a beneficiary in your will. More information on estate planning is on our website at materdayradio.com. The Morning Blend, Western Oregon and Southwest Washington's number one Catholic morning show. On the bridge between your faith and everyday life, Mater Dei Radio. 724 at Mater Dei Radio, the morning blend with Brenda and Pat, and we've been keeping track of what's going on in St. Louis with the Seek 24 conference last night. Huge, amazing. We'll tell you more about the incredible things happening in the heartland of the country going on at Seek 24 just ahead. I wish I was there. It looks oh, amazing. It is incredible. And Archbishop Sample here in Portland reminds us. Don't kick your Christmas tree out to the curb just yet. Mm-mm. I'll have that story for you, plus more coming up in news. Here's Audrey Assad and Deliverer. You are listening to The Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.
faith in everyday life, Andre Assad and Deliverer. It's 7.30. In your news this morning, on a post on his social media account, Archbishop Alexander Sample of Portland explains why he's still going through his Christmas cards. Now you're wondering, well, the holidays are over, Archbishop. What are you doing going through your Christmas cards now for? Ah, because we don't follow the secular financial business calendar. We follow the church's calendar. And actually, the Christmas season goes on until the Feast of the Baptism of the Lord, which this year falls on January 8th. So I'm still enjoying Christmas. I'm still listening to Christmas carols. I have not taken my tree down and kicked it to the curb. Uh, I'm still enjoying the Christmas treats, and I hope you will too. This new year has begun, but our faith in Christ and all that he brings is just beginning. Continue to celebrate the good news that God has sent into the world in his son Jesus, and even beyond the Christmas season. Let's remember that our faith touches us every day of our life, all time, in all circumstances, and remember, the one who came, Jesus, changes everything. Well, Merry Christmas. Blessings continue to go out to you also, Archbishop Sample. Again, the Feast of the Baptism of the Lord is January 8th. And then following that, well, they're back into the green vestments as we begin the countdown again of ordinary time. So we're going to count that all the way until we get to Lent. And they are celebrating Christmas in St. Louis. This year's Seek 24 conference swelled to over 24,000 attendees last night in St. Louis. Organizers say they have 19,707 paid attendees registered, which is a 28% increase over last year. There are 44 bishops attending the Seek conference, as well as 450 seminarians. And those numbers swelled last night when that group was joined by by local attendees from across the St. Louis area, and they were there for Eucharistic adoration. In addition, there were 500 priests on hand who heard over 3,000 confessions wow. for two hours last night. 24,000 people in Eucharistic adoration in St. Louis. Oh, that just gives me the chills thinking about that. What an amazing conference. And I love that they have opened this up on these special nights to the entire community there also. Can you? It, it's just amazing to think that many people in front of our Lord. It, just incredible. And uh, the seat conference still going strong. Goes through Friday, and they'll wrap it up with a big mass on Friday in St. Louis. People traveling southbound on Interstate 5 in Ridgefield should plan ahead for delays in travel time today. Washington Department of Transportation survey crews will close the left lane on southbound I-5 near the Clark County Event Center to collect data that will inform future construction projects in this area. So today, January 3rd, the left lane on southbound I-5 between milepost 10 and 9.5, so it's about a half mile closure uh, between 9 a.m. and noon today. They ask you to keep both travelers and maintenance crews safe. Travelers are asked to slow down, pay attention, and use caution through this work zone. A Mountain Angel man died after a shooting Monday morning, according to a statement from the Marion County Sheriff's Office. Deputies from the Sheriff's Office and officers from the Mount Angel and Silverton Police Departments responded just before 6 in the morning New Year's Day to Pershing Street near Markham Street after receiving a 911 call that a man had been shot. 
At the scene, officers found 42-year-old Brandon Slack of Mount Angel suffering from serious injuries. Despite attempts to provide medical aid, Slack died at the scene. The shooting suspect had left the area before officers arrived, and law enforcement has yet to arrest a suspect in the deadly shooting in Mount Angel. And 19 people were arrested over the weekend during a street takeover mission led by Portland Police Bureau and the Multnomah County District Attorney's Office. Authorities said they spent about 10 hours each night on Saturday and Sunday shutting down street takeovers in all corners of the city. Now, in addition to the 19 arrests, people said 13 people received citations and authorities towed 21 vehicles, seized seven guns as a result of the mission. Multnomah County District Attorney Mike Schmidt explained that under a new Oregon law, people involved in street racing or street takeovers can lose their vehicles. PPB said they are planning more missions in the future to prevent street takeovers, which the agency says can lead to shootings, crashes, and other criminal activity. And in sports, after four seasons, Jimmy Chara is being transferred from the Portland Timbers, the club announced yesterday. Chara will head to the Colombian side, Junior FC. A native Colombian, the 32-year-old Chara has been with the Timbers since 2020 and has appeared in 102 regular season matches, starting in 83 of those. Through 2023, Chara made 15 goals and 29 assists, helping Portland earn the 2020 MLS is back tournament and the 2021 Western Conference Championship. The Christmas season in the Catholic Church we've been talking about lasts until the baptism of the Lord on January 8th. And throughout this season, the priest and deacon will wear white vestments, a color that is frequently used during periods of great celebration. Don Prosper Granger highlights the symbolism of these vestments in his liturgical year, explaining the rich symbolism uh, behind it. So white is her Christmas vestment, he says. She expresses by her white robes the gladness to which the angels invited the world, the beauty of our divine son that has risen in Bethlehem, the spotless purity of the Virgin Mother, and the clean-heartedness which they should have who come to worship at the mystic crib. Now, white is also often used to remind us of our heavenly homeland and the vision described in Revelations of all those who worship around the Lamb wearing white robes. Now, the Christmas season is also quickly followed by ordinary time, which sees a change from white to green vestments. And even the color green has profound spiritual symbolism that connects it to the Christmas season. As Granger explains, the color of the vestment is green. It is, say the interpreters of the liturgy, to teach us that the birth of Jesus, who is the flower of the fields, we first receive the hope of salvation and that after the bleak winter, there opened the verdant springtime of grace. So everything in the church has symbolism and calls us to turn our hearts to God. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. I'm Eric Wunderlich, and this is your community calendar. This Thursday at Christ the King in Milwaukee, all are invited to a first Thursday healing hour. It's a time of prayer before the Blessed Sacrament with exposition, a guided Ignatian-style meditation from a gospel, devotional music and singing, confession, intercessory prayer with prayer teams, and benediction. Refreshments follow in the parish center. 
For these and more events in our Catholic community, head over to materdayradio.com and check out the full community calendar and on our Hail Mary media app. Well, we are in the midst of the 12 days of Christmas. I believe we have 10 drummers drumming right now. That's right. And five golden... I just had... Okay. Okay. That's <laughs> a, If you get a golden ring when every time you get back, I mean, you're going to be accumulating a lot of gold rings. That's a lot. That is a... <laughs> That is a lot. Father Dan will be joining Dina Marie when we come back. He'll be getting into the 12 days of Christmas because it's not over yet. Let me assure you, we're still having plenty of Christmas fun. And we'll check that weather forecast. A little rain, but a little snow and a little bit of sunshine. A little bit of everything. We got it all right here at Mater Day Radio. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Catholic Youth Organization and Camp Howard. CYO offers local youth positive sports activities throughout the school year and summer camp programs at Camp Howard near scenic Mount Hood. Sports and camp registration information can be found on the web at CYOCampHoward.org. That's CYOCampHoward.org. Hello, this is Father Matt Libra. Please join me as we pray for unity in our church, our community, and our country. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. O Holy Trinity, unite us as one. Bring unity to our diversity so that in one body and in one spirit, we may love one another and glorify you. We ask this in your holy name. Amen. May Almighty God bless you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit us online at materdayradio.com or call our prayer hotline at 503-285-3737. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. Join Modern Day Radio in our resolution to read the entire Bible this year. Bible in a Year with me, Father Mike Schmitz, is now available right here on Catholic Radio. Encounter God's voice and learn how to live life through the lens of Scripture with a new episode every day. I hope you'll join me as we discover how the story of salvation unfolds and how we fit into that story today. Bible in a Year, mornings Monday through Saturday at 6.30 and Sundays at 7, right here on Modern Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Looking at the sky today, it's mostly cloudy with a high near 48, 60% chance of rain with scattered showers totaling up to about a tenth of an inch possible. Chance for rain falls to 50% tonight as we head in with a low around 42. Rain looks likely for the rest of the week with clouds and highs in the upper 40s and lows in the low 40s. Through Saturday, mountain snow could fall to 3,500 feet as the valleys continue to get rain. Currently, it is 43 degrees at the Madeline here in Portland. And 41 at St. Paul Catholic Church and School in Eugene. 
Good morning. This is Dina Marie with a Christmas Franciscan moment on Mater Day Radio. Well, the season of Christmas is here, a beautiful time to celebrate the birth of Christ, the Christ child. He was born at a particular time in history, but is he born in your hearts? And do you continue to carry Christ into your life throughout the whole year, not just during the season of Christmas, but we're going to explore this season of Christmas. And what does it mean really to be a Christian and to believe in the birth of Jesus Christ? With me today is Franciscan friar, Father Dan Petit, coming from Texas today. We are what we're just grateful, Father, to have you here to really help us to focus on our faith and particularly to tie in the Franciscan spirituality. So welcome back and Merry Christmas. Well, thank you, uh, Dina Marie. Yes, Merry Christmas to you too. And it's great to be able to come together to talk about these 12 days of Christmas. They really are a 12 days of Christmas. And we we open up with something, it, there's an octave in the Christmas season. So within the 12 days of Christmas, there's a full eight days when we usher into this Christmas season what is an octave and how would we how do we recognize that octave what does it mean for us well it means that uh, christmas day uh is it's it's a single day and the church is basically saying this is so significant what has happened on this particular day that we we need eight days to celebrate it you know it's like uh it opens it up for a whole week starting with Christmas Day and then seven after, which is an eight-day period or an octave, you know, that uh, goes on for a week. And each of the, liturgically, for example, each of the celebrations that week are solemnities, as though they're Sunday Masses with the Gloria, the Creed, the readings are selected to uh, uh, highlight the fruits of the coming of Christ and, and all this. So it's really a, an eight-day I guess you could festival, if you will. I love that. It is a festival. And I think the world needs to hear about this festival. They certainly love to celebrate things, but are they celebrating the right things? Um, this birth of Christ, you know, we take it for granted, but we hear in the Old Testament, Emmanuel, God is with us. Let's unpack that, that Christ came into this earth to do something, to save us. Right, right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and of course, the way he does that is, it, it's kind of unique because this is God, but it, it's it's difficult, I think, for us to appreciate that sometimes because when we think of anyone who's really powerful, usually we, we conceive of power in a in a more worldly sense of someone capable of, you know, casting their will around and imposing themselves and maybe even in the extreme becoming tyrannical or dictatorial. Um, but, but you know, Christ is God, but he doesn't throw his power and he's very powerful, but he doesn't wield his power like a tyrant or a dictator, but he comes instead in loneliness because he's putting love on offer to us, not uh, the the kind of uh, presentation that would make us shiver in our boots and afraid of him, but he's trying to elicit love is crying out for love. He's putting it on offer for us to respond to him, you know? Yeah. And I just think about, uh, Father Dan, the, the shepherds, I mean, just think about the shepherds who came 
they experienced the angels and they heard the message, you know, as we go to that crash that St. Francis gave us, what is the message from the, the shepherds? What can we learn from them and their, in fact, their even invitation to go see the Holy Family? Well, if, first of all, if you're going to include Francis, what that does is it tells us the shepherds, their loneliness, they're so literally insignificant, and yet they're the ones that receive the greeting of the angels, and they're also the ones who respond. Uh, if you want to see a, a worldly response to Jesus uh, that gets rather extreme, you, you think of someone like Herod, who actually was out to kill him. And of course, Jesus and Mary had to move to Egypt to avoid that. Well, look, at here's these lowly shepherds. They respond to the lowly king who has come among us, so vulnerable to place love on offer and elicit the same response from us. Um, I think it really says something about this whole face of God that is given us by Christ, which is so kind and loving and humble and inviting. Um, he doesn't crack the whip and say, hey, shepherds, get over here. You know, no, he, the angels announce it and their faith responds and they go to find this boy and they come to worship and they find that narrow gate that Jesus spoke about, you know, wide is the road leading to perdition. But here he says, is this narrow gate, it's lowly, it's humble, and how few there are that find it. But the lowly find it, and that's the shepherds, you know. Well, and it oh, it impresses me that the shepherds did something afterwards. You know, then they started to share this amazing experience, what they heard, what they saw. They did go tell it on the mountain that we yeah. sing about, right? They they did something with that experience. They didn't keep it to themselves, but it overflowed in how they lived their life. They went and told other people. There's something special here. Yeah, well, you know, it's interesting you mentioned that because that reflects what the angels initiated. They came from the angelic order, announced the coming of the Messiah, which in our order of creation, these shepherds carried on. And St. Bonaventure kind of carried that theme into the Franciscans and also the Dominicans. He thought of the this new these new communities rising up as reflecting what was going on in the angelic order, which was announcing the gospel to the world, and the Franciscan Dominicans rose up to do that, and especially like Francis, who himself also communicated with angels. He got the stigmata from a seraph, an angel that was a seraph. And of course, St. Thomas Aquinas was called the angelic doctor. Uh, Bonavich was called the seraphic doctor. These are angels. And it, it, you know, the activity that goes on in creation follows from what is initiated on the angelic level and then communicated to us. I think that's fascinating, you know, how heaven and earth come together in Christ. Right. Father Dan Petit is with us, Franciscan Friar, as we reflect upon this Christmas season. And I mean, the angels have been so involved in helping to announce. I mean, we get Zachariah, we get Joseph in his dream. Uh, we get, of course, the Blessed Mother and, and the angel Gabriel. So when you talk about the angels, Father Dan, I think about, wow, heaven and earth are coming together. What's the purpose? I mean, it all leads to Christ. 
Well, yes, and, uh, you know, Pope Francis mentioned this in Laudato Si. He said that what sin did, it didn't only affect us in terms of our mind becoming darkened, our will becoming weakened as to love. It also separates, it divides, and one of the things that divides is spirit and flesh, heaven and earth. And here in Christ, you see material and spiritual coming together in peace and harmony that extends across the entire visible and invisible order of creation where the angels are even coming together with lowly beasts like oxen and sheep and lambs in the crest scene. And there at the center of it all is the reconciling power, which is Christ. He brings the spiritual and the material orders of creation into complete harmony, whereas sin divides them, it separates them, you know. I mean, that's the definition of death, is the separation of our spiritual soul from our material body. And see, that's what sin does. It separates us. And in Christ, already you see this reconciliation with the angels appearing on earth, you know, with the spiritual coming together with the material creation and heaven coming together with earth, just as we go to the crush scene and discover that. Right. Within this octave of Christmas, these eight days, Father Dan, we start off with a feast of a martyr, the first martyr of the church, St. Stephen. You mentioned Herod, and we have the episode that we hear in scripture of the massacre of those innocent children as Herod is looking for the Christ child. Why, why are we recognizing these martyrdoms and this, this evil Within this time, what can we learn from these types of feasts? Well, there's a whole lot we can learn. I think it's uh, one of the first things I think we can learn is there is something out of kilter in a world that would respond, for example, to the love on offer in Christ with an attempt to kill him, as Herod was doing uh, there's something wrong with a world that does that, that responds to this authentic love of Christ that would attempt to actually take his life. And of course, at the end of his life, it proved true as well. Christ, all the way up Calvary, was continuing this dogged pursuit of putting love on offer, even as we gave him every reason to shut that door and maybe start giving us the silent treatment and say, I'm done with you people. He didn't. He was patient. He persevered in doing the Father's will. So I think that's the first thing. You know, when you have martyrs, for example, that's the that's our world kind of coming down on these men and women who are putting love on offer. And there's just something wrong with a world that does that. Father Dan Petit with us today as we celebrate this Christmas season and reflect on the true presence of Christ with us. God is with us. Father, we are just coming up to a break and I want to continue our conversation because we have some beautiful feast days to look forward to within this special celebration of Christmas. So stay with us and we'll continue our discussion in the next half hour. Sounds good. Thank you, Dina. 753 at Monterey Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life as we get this brand new year started and this Christmas season in full swing. I've been making resolutions. How about you? 
Uh, I've made, I've making new ones every single day. And one of the things <laughs> I like to do to start the new year is make sure the house is like clutter free, very yes. clean. And what great way to make space around your place. If you've got an old car, truck, van, RV, boat, that's not just sitting there taking up space. And I see them all over as I'm out walking around. Why not create the space and help Catholic radio at the same time? It's our vehicle donation program. Very efficient. Deb can get things taken care of for you. Just fill out a little paperwork. They're there. Boom, bada bing, bada boom. It's over. And you have helped Catholic radio and cleared out space and made a great new year's resolution fulfilled. Get all the details at matradayradio.com, the vehicle donation program. Support for Matra Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Blanchet House of Hospitality. Since 1952, the Blanchet House has been providing food, clothing, shelter, and aid to those in need. Services include a downtown Portland cafe, residential living, transitional housing, case management, and a 12-step program at the farm. Support and volunteer opportunities are online at blanchethouse.org. The bridge between your faith and everyday life. This is Modern Day Radio. KBVM Portland, Salem, Vancouver. KMME Cottage Grove, Eugene, Springfield. Translator K235BF, Eugene. And streaming at moderndayradio.com. Support for Modern Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. A great way to support Mater Day Radio is through our Leadership Circle. These are businesses and organizations whose names you hear on the air every day. They believe in our mission of providing the region with positive Catholic radio programs of faith and hope. Simply put, our Leadership Circle members keep our broadcast strong through their financial generosity. If you run a business or organization, please join us. We need you. Information on our Leadership Circle at materdayradio.com. Grab some coffee and take the morning blend with you anywhere you go. Listen to the podcast at materdayradio.com. 756 at Monterey Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. And we are less than two weeks away from the 51st annual March for Life in Washington. We've got more details on what's taking shape there in the nation's capital just ahead. And a little self-examination does the soul good. Pope Francis offers his very first Wednesday audience, 2024. I'll have that news story for you coming up right after Awaken the Saint. Hey everyone, I'm Colleen with Awaken Catholic and this is Awaken the Saint. Saint Genevieve was only seven years old when the Holy Bishop of Auxerre, Saint Germanus, was passing through the city of Nantes, France. Amidst the throng of people who had gathered to receive the bishop's blessing, this small peasant girl came forward and confided that she longed to dedicate herself to the Lord. Filled with affection for this little future saint, Germanus took the young girl to a nearby church and with the witness of the crowd, she was consecrated a virgin. A few years later, both her parents died and Genevieve was sent to live with her grandmother in Paris, where she developed a reputation for holiness through her prayers, acts of penance, and practices of devotion. 
At the age of 15, she met the Bishop of Paris and asked to become a nun. From that moment on, she prayed unceasingly and fasted from all food, eating only two days a week, a practice she maintained for over 30 years. Genevieve was respected and admired for her acts of charity and penitential life, which led her to perform miracles and even to prophesy. She also received visions of heavenly angels and saints. But when she began to share these visions and experiences publicly, the people started to turn on her, accusing her of hypocrisy and false visions. In fact, the people were so stirred up that they actually planned to drown her in a lake. But Bishop Germana stepped in and silenced those who falsely accused her. After this, she was appointed to look after the consecrated virgins of Paris, where she quickly inspired her fellow nuns towards greater holiness. Then in 451, Attila the Hun's army was marching its way toward the city of Paris. Naturally, the people were ready to flee, but Genevieve convinced them to remain in their homes where they should fast and pray, assuring them that the city would be protected. Miraculously, through her intercession and the prayers of the people, the Hun army suddenly changed course and left the city unharmed. Years later, Paris was besieged by the Gaul king Kilderic. Undaunted, Genevieve passed through the siege lines in a boat to a nearby city and brought back grain for the starving people. She then pleaded with the pagan king to spare the lives of his prisoners, and the king, moved by respect for her, granted the request. Genevieve's life was one of heroic virtue and faith that produced many miracles. When she died at the age of 89, a church was immediately built over her tomb. Even centuries after her death, Paris continued to experience miracles thanks to her intercession. The most famous of these occurred in 1129 during an outbreak of the burning fever. The sickness was ravaging the city and doctors were unable to stop people from dying. It was then that the shrine of St. Genevieve was carried through the city to the cathedral and anyone who touched the shrine during the ceremony was instantly healed. The fever stopped spreading and only three people died in the entire city. The patron saint of Paris, St. Genevieve's life should teach us that with God, all things are possible, especially when dealing with things beyond your control, like an incurable disease or the threat of war. When it seems like all hope is lost, never underestimate the power of fasting and prayer. If God is for us, then who can be against us? St. Genevieve, pray for us. And that is Awaken the Saint. You can find more information about the saints or to pray with Mater Day Radio and find our Christmas resources by downloading today the free Hail Mary media app. It's 8 o'clock. The 51st Annual March for Life is going to kick off in Washington, D.C. on January 19th under the theme with every woman for every child. The March for Life, which calls itself the world's largest annual human rights demonstration, takes place every year in January to mark the anniversary of the Roe v. Wade decision. In 1973, the landmark Supreme Court case legalized abortion nationwide. The March for Life is a three-day event, which actually starts on Wednesday, January 17th, which the March for Life Expo, and then leads up to Life Fest, the big celebration sponsored by the Sisters of Life and the Knights of Columbus. Organizers expect tens of thousands of participants to descend on the nation's capital for all of the weekly March for Life activities. In life's worst moments, never forget that Jesus is beside you, Pope Francis said Wednesday. In his first general audience of the new year, the Pope set aside his prepared marks to a shared message from his heart, saying Jesus never leaves us alone, never. The Pope underlined that Jesus came to forgive and to save and that the Lord can forgive everything when one comes to him seeking mercy. 
Pope Francis commented that there are many people in today's society who absolve themselves and who think that they are just fine without the Lord's forgiveness. But we are all sinners, all of us, he reminds us, and a little self-examination, a little interior look will do us good. At the end of his audience, Pope Francis asked people not to forget to pray for all of those affected by war and to continue in faithful adherence to Christ Jesus and generous support for the spread of his gospel. Portland Police Bureau says 19 people have been taken into custody over two nights of illegal street racing across the Rose City. The arrests follow an operation on December 30th and 31st by which PPB said officers spent 10 hours each night stopping illegal street takeovers across the city. In addition to the 19 arrests, officers issued 13 citations, recovered seven guns, and had 21 vehicles towed. Portland police said that with the passage of Oregon Senate Bill 615, some of those towed vehicles could be subject to forfeiture, as well as 364 days in jail, a $6,250 fine, or both. Twenty Catholic missionaries were murdered in 2023, according to a new report issued by the Vatican's FIDE News Agency. And the agency said that most of the missionaries shared the traits of living what they said, quote, a normal life and did not carry out any sensational actions or out of the ordinary deeds that could have attracted attention and put them in someone's crosshairs. Among those who were killed were two U.S. clergymen, Los Angeles Auxiliary Bishop David O'Connell and Nebraska Parish Priest Father Stephen Gutzgall. Now, the news agency reported that one bishop, eight priests, two non-religious men, one seminarian, one novice, and seven laypersons made up the missionaries murdered in the year. And the report said they found themselves, through no fault of their own, victims of kidnapping, acts of terrorism, involved in shootings or violence of various kinds. In sports, they are gearing up for the national championship game on Monday night in Houston, Texas, and celebrating in Seattle. The Washington Huskies will be in that national championship game, taking on the number one ranked Michigan Wolverines. Should be a great game. And again, it kicks off about 4.30 our time on Monday in Houston. And right now, Michigan is out of the gate, a three-point favorite in the game. But uh, I don't know, with Michael Penix at quarterback, you just got to think uh, the the Huskies have a fighting chance. Should be should be fireworks Monday oh, night. Fantastic. Now you said this is only the second time that they have had a, a seat at the big game. They have. That's right. They represented, I think, seven years ago, they represented the uh, Pac-12. And it's kind of ironic. This is the probably going to be the last time the Pac-12 exists with the 12 teams. Mm. It's uh, Pac-2 now with Oregon State and Washington State. But Washington will close it out Monday night in the national championship game against the University of Michigan. Going to be a great game. Can't wait. A 45-year-old man with Down syndrome has seen his dreams come true when he was recently sworn in as a paid deputy for the sheriff's office in Kentucky. Jeff Reinerson will join the security team at the Davies County Sheriff's Office where he'll be responsible for upholding security and integrity at the Judicial Center along with his colleagues. Sheriff Brad Youngman spoke with Owensboro Times and said, I'm very excited to have Jeff join our security team. 
Now, Jeff has a passion for helping people and has always been interested in law enforcement. And this is a great opportunity for both of us, he added. Now, the sheriff also explained a little more about the deputy's role that had been carefully considered to take into account Office Reinerson's strengths and interests. Now, Officer Reinerson is very much a people person. He will primarily be involved in customer services, directing visitors to correct locations, and passing on information about the court system. Now, swearing-in ceremony carried out by Judge Executive Charlie Castellan and watched as Reinerson determinedly placed his hand on a Bible as he was sworn in for duty. Now, the visible pride on Officer Reinerson's face reflected how far people with Down syndrome are breaking down barriers and showing the world just how capable they are. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. I'm Eric Winterlick, and this is your Catholic community calendar. St. Alice Catholic Church in Springfield is hosting a Eucharistic Miracles exhibit this Friday through Sunday. St. Alice has obtained the Eucharistic Miracles exhibit based on the works of Blessed Carlo Acutis. There are more than 140 posters in both English and Spanish of miracles in the entire exhibit that tell the stories of consecrated hosts turning visible flesh or having other miraculous events connected to them. For these and other events in our Catholic community, visit the community calendar on our website at materdayradio.com and on the Hail Mary media app. And we are in the midst of the Christmas season, still going strong. And Father Dan Petit checks in to tell us more about the 12 days of Christmas and some awesome feast days going on in the month of January. We'll hear from Father Dan after we check weather next. Support for Monterey Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. This is Father Eric Anderson, pastor of St. Stephen's Catholic Church in Portland, Oregon. Please join me in praying a morning offering. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O God, in union with the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer thee the precious blood of Jesus from all the altars throughout the world, joining with it the offering of my every thought, word, and action of this day. O Jesus, I desire today to gain every indulgence and merit that I can and offer them together with myself to Mary Immaculate, that she may best apply them in the interests of the most sacred heart. Precious blood of Jesus, save us. Sacred heart of Jesus, have mercy on us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, or to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit us online at materdeiradio.com. Mater Dei Radio's Leadership Circle connects through AllSource Communications. Is a technology upgrade in your company's future? AllSource Communications is an independent local telecom brokerage specializing in internet and phone systems. Connect today at allsourcecommunications.com. That's allsourcecommunications.com or call 503-967-4887 for AllSource Communications, connecting Monterey Radio's Leadership Circle. 
Matrade Radio's prayer team is renewing our commitment to pray for you throughout 2024. It may be a leap year, but we won't skip any opportunity to strengthen your spiritual life, including our three daily broadcast of the Holy Mass, the Sacred Mysteries of Christ and Our Lady in the Holy Rosary, the Chaplet of Divine Mercy, and Catholic reflections that will truly inspire you. Our dedicated team also prays for your personal request on Matre Day Radio's prayer hotline. These powerful intercessors are waiting to hear from you now at 503-285-3737. That's 503-285-3737. Or you can send them your intentions through matradayradio.com and the Hail Mary Media app. We're ready to leap into action and fill up 2024 with prayer and thanksgiving at Matre Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. It's 810 at Modern Day Radio. It's looking mostly cloudy outside with a high near 48. Sun might slip through, but there's still a 60% chance of rain with scattered showers going through the rest of the day and a 50% chance of rain as we head into the night with a low around 42. There's more rain the rest of the week with highs in the upper 40s and lows in the low 40s. But mountain snow is a possibility if you're sitting above 3,500 feet as we in the valley continue to get rain. I hope the snow level comes down just a little, little oh, bit Oh, I know. I'm ready. Let's go. <laughs> Currently 39 degrees at St. Rose Catholic Church up in Longview. No snow, but a little drizzle. It's 40 at Holy Trinity Catholic Church in Beaverton. This is Dina Marie, and we're back with Father Dan Petit, Franciscan Friar. During this Christmas season, we have... 12 days of Christmas, but really we can even continue. If you look liturgically, there's a presentation of the Lord feast on February 2nd. So if you want to hold on to that Christmas tree all the way till February 2nd, I will not disagree with you. I think that's great for us to celebrate the 40 days of Christmas. But in this octave, Father Dan, we talked a little bit about the martyrs that we celebrate. The close of that octave on January 1 is the feast of one of the dogmas of the Church of Mary, that Mary is the mother of God. And we begin our new calendar year recognizing that fact. Take us to that feast day and just tell us a little bit about why this is significant and how does it tie into the Christmas message, Mary, mother of God? Yeah, well, that title, Mary, the mother of God, goes all the way back to the Council of Ephesus in 431. That's where it became defined by the by a major council of the church, just like Vatican II. This was a council in 431, in which it was debated whether Mary was just the mother of Christ, the man, because God doesn't take a birth from Mary. He's eternally generated. And that was the discussion. And they said, no, uh, God actually passed through the birth canal and was born. So Mary was actually the mother of God in creation, which is remarkable. It's a miraculous birth because she became a mother while still remaining a virgin. Uh, that's pretty incredible. Absolutely. And um, I think about St. Francis's, you know, love and devotion for the Blessed Virgin Mary, you know, in this Christmas season, how can we grow maybe closer to that mother of God? Because she's a mother of God. She's our mother. She's the mother of the church. In fact, yeah. I think Pope Francis had that special feast day for recognizing her as our mother of the church as well. But our 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 gear towards our blessed mother to take us closer to Christ. 
Well, I, I think that the first thing to realize is there's no competition between her and Jesus. Uh, when Jesus from the cross says, behold your mother and gives her to us, uh, we're not talking about like, well, Mary will take me away from Jesus. No, evil angels take us away from Jesus, not the Blessed Mother. She leads us to Jesus. And the other thing I think is, how do we get close? I think the best way is to put your hands into her hands, which is what you do every time you take up the rosary. And then listen to her instructions. Listen to her teach you about her son as you meditate upon the mysteries of the rosary. That's one of the most effective ways I know of for uh, really getting closer to Mary and then through her closer to her son, Jesus. Right, right. Father Dan, we have the epiphany of the Lord. Like, what is an epiphany? What are we really recognizing when we have this, the kind of closes that 12 days of Christmas is the epiphany of the Lord? Yeah, epiphaneo is uh, from the Greek. Epi, uh, fourth, uh, phaneo is to, uh, show, to show forth is what it means. And what's being given us in an epiphany is the, the revelation of the divinity of Christ, his divinity. And that's what, for example, we had another epiphany in the gospel when he came walking on the water uh, into the disciples in the boat during the storm. That was an epiphany. That was a revelation of the divinity of Christ. Well, that's what's happening as well when the three wise men come to the, the, the child from you know, these un, these people that don't even know Judaism are following their science and their stars, and they come to this little child in the manger to do an homage, thereby manifesting, you know, bended knee before God himself. Only he is worthy of that kind of worship. And so there's this epiphany in the Christ child by the visit of these three wise men who come to worship him. Right. Well, and it had to have been an arduous journey. I just think about what motivated these men. They were very smart. They could study the stars. And yet um, I just can only try to imagine what would happen when they saw that Christ child. They saw that holy family, not in a palace, not wrapped in gold and um, fancy clothing. He was in a manger, very humble. What's going on with these guys? Yeah, well, you know, it, it's interesting that they did end up going to Herod's palace at one point, looking for the Christ child, looking for this king. You know, who is this king? And uh, fortunately, the Jewish scholars in court with Herod were able to guide them to where it should be, which is, according to the scriptures, Bethlehem. Well, you can imagine it kind of indicates probably their initial response to this search for a king was, well, he's going to be in a palace. Can you imagine what they were, what it must have been like for them to come out to not only this small little no-nothing town, but to have to go outside of it to a stable? What? What is this? This is a king, you know? But they they didn't hesitate. They, their faith responded to him, and they did. They presented him with their gifts. They worshipped, and they knelt down before him. I think that's really remarkable. You know, it sort of maybe describes some of our own transition. We might be looking for the kind of worldly, powerful king and might be surprised to find this lowly king in Christ, you know. 
and he's approachable. He's approachable yeah. for everybody that well, there's no one that he's not able to access and invite to come into his presence. Yeah. Well, you know, it, it contrasts with the first revelation we have of God uh, to the people is on Mount Sinai. If you remember, he was the mountain was covered in black smoke. Yeah. There's thunder. The ground was shaking. And all the people said, oh, Moses, <laughs> you don't go. let him speak to us. You speak to us from now on. And and uh, the Lord says to Moses, well spoken. Yeah, that that's that's good. I, I don't want to scare people. And Christ is the face of God coming to us uh, according to that uh, that moment, because it does contrast from he could come in real power and scare us all. And but he doesn't want to scare us. He wants to welcome us. He wants a relationship with us. If you remember in the garden after the fall, at the breezy time of the day, God comes and he's calling out, Adam, where are you? And you might say in the manger, there's there's God again crying out to each one of us by name. Where are you? I've come to find you. Where are you? Come to me. You know, that's what he wants. He wants a relationship with us. Yeah. You know, the Knights of Columbus have that wonderful uh, campaign. I guess for many years they've been selling Christmas cards and, you know, the reason for the season, keep Christ in Christmas and yeah. invitation that we, how do we do that? How do we change and become different and not go back to our old ways when we've mm -hmm. experienced the Christmas season and truly opening our eyes to what's right in front of us? Well, <laughs> it's kind of funny you ask that question because I, I just was thinking about this over the weekend. I don't know about you, but at this time of the year, I'm getting uh, I, I use the delete button as part of my answer to your question, how I prepare <laughs> for Christmas, because I'm getting about 25 to 30 emails a day from advertisers, and they're shouting at me their messianic promise that our product will save you. Our product will fill that hole in your soul. And, and I just hit delete because... There's only one God, there's only one Messiah, and it's not these products that are being advertised, but there's a lot of voices coming at us right now. And I think we need to hear the voice of the shepherd, the chief shepherd calling out to us from the manger, come to me, all you who are weary and are burdened and find life burdensome, I'll refresh you. You know, this is where you'll find the refreshment for your soul. And not all these other voices and products that are shouting at us with their messianic expectations of fulfilling us, you know. Right. So something has to change. And with that draw, Father Dan, as we've just got a couple more minutes to, to spend, okay, how can I resist that? How can I make that shift? What do I need to do to really embrace that Christ child in my life? Honestly, I think lesser loves as i would assess like love for created things you know like uh like created uh consumer goods specifically um love for lesser things need greater love to be overtaken so honestly i think it's opening up to this immense love of jesus at christmas 
because that's what elicits from within us a more a, a greater love to a higher good that overtakes these lesser ones that distract us and and make false promises um the real deal I mean, reality is always going to be stronger than the lie, and J Jesus is the real deal. He's real. I mean, he's—we call him in the in the Blessed Sacrament, real presence, not artificial and not a substitute. Real, and reality is always stronger than lies. And I think one way for us to get into this love is to respond to what's on offer from Christ, which is just this immense love. Yeah. Whether we're shepherds or wise men or women, let's respond the way That's both it. of them did, praising the Lord and proclaiming the truth that they experienced. What a great season for us to take throughout our whole lives. Franciscan Friar Father Dan Petit, always great to spend some time with you. Great to have a time to reflect in this beautiful season of Christmas. Would you please help us close with a prayer and blessing for our listeners? Sure. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you and praise you for sending us your son, Jesus, and also Mary and St. Joseph and the shepherds and all the wise men and women who search him out. We pray that we may be among them, Lord, this Christmas, by the grace of your love in our lives. And we ask all of this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. May the blessed mighty God descend upon you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Father Dan, and have a blessed Christmas and blessed New Year. Thank you, Dina Marie. You too. It is 823 here at Mater Day Radio. Boy, Pat, I just love the way that our liturgical season just extends all of these wonderful celebrations. It's not just a day. I wouldn't even say it's a season. It's a way of life for us Catholics to be full of joy. It is indeed. And but you can't be more joyful than Christmas. I mean, that is the seasons of joy, right? And day 10 now. Ten Day drummers coming. That's right. You know, here at Mater Day Radio 2, it's still a season of giving. We have these beautiful 2024 mm -hmm. Marian calendars. I've said I keep one on my refrigerator and I put one on my desk here so that way I never miss a Marian feast day. In fact, we've already gone through one. January 1st began it. So if you would like to have one of these beautiful Marian calendars from Mater Day Radio, please let us know. We do have a few left. We would love to mail one to you today. You can also find that calendar on our webpage, matradayradio.com. And while you're there, check out all of our great resources. That webpage designed to help you have a fantastic year to draw closer to the Lord. You can have access to all of that information too on the Hail Mary Media app. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Holy Family Catholic Clinic is a proud member of Mater Dei Radio's Leadership Circle. Located at 21810 Willamette Drive in West Lynn, Holy Family Catholic Clinic is Christ-centered and provides superior, compassionate, life-affirming health care to patients of all ages. 
Holy Family Catholic Clinic offers medical services that are in adherence to Catholic moral teaching and bioethics, honoring the sanctity of life from conception to natural death. Learn more at holyfamilyclinic.com. That's holyfamilyclinic.com. Mater Dei Radio is pleased to welcome Father Mike Schmitz to our broadcast family. Catechism in a Year with me, Father Mike Schmitz, is now available right here on Catholic Radio. Encounter God's plan of sheer goodness for us, revealed in Scripture and passed down through the tradition of the Catholic faith as we journey together toward our heavenly home. Tune in to Catechism in a Year every night at 11, right here on Mater Dei Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. The Morning Blend, brewed in the Pacific Northwest, guaranteed fresh every day on Mater Dei Radio, the station dedicated to the Blessed Virgin Mary. 826 at Mater Dei Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. The Morning Blend with Brenda and Pat. And just ahead, 24,000 people mm. come together last night for Eucharistic Adoration in St. Louis. We'll tell you all about that. Amazing. And Archbishop Sample sits down to read some Christmas cards. He says, it's not time to throw them out quite yet. I'll have that message for you as well. Here is Chris Tomlin and Christmas Medley. And we are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. Merry Christmas.
leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. You better believe it. It's still Christmas around here, and we're celebrating all the way through the presentation of the Lord. And that's Chris Tomlin, the Christmas medley. It's 8.30. In a social media post on his account, Archbishop Alexander Stample Portland explains why he's still going through his Christmas cards. Now you're wondering, well, the holidays are over, Archbishop. What are you doing going through your Christmas cards now for? Ah, because we don't follow the secular financial business calendar. We follow the church's calendar. And actually the Christmas season goes on until the feast of the baptism of the Lord, which this year falls on January 8th. So I'm still enjoying Christmas. I'm still listening to Christmas carols. I have not taken my tree down and kicked it to the curb. Uh, I'm still enjoying the Christmas treats, and I hope you will too. This new year has begun, but our faith in Christ and all that he brings is just beginning. Continue to celebrate the good news that God has sent into the world in his son Jesus, and even beyond the Christmas season. Let's remember that our faith touches us every day of our life, all time, in all circumstances, and remember, the one who came, Jesus, changes everything. Now, after the feast of the baptism of the Lord on January 8th, priests are back into their green vestments as we begin Ordinary Time. Well, they're celebrating Christmas in St. Louis in a big way. This year's Seek 24 conference swelled to over 24,000 attendees last night. Organizers say they have 19,707 paid attendees registered, a 28% increase over last year. In that group, 44 bishops and 450 seminarians. And last night, they were joined by local attendees from across the St. Louis area for Eucharistic adoration, swelling the numbers to more than 24,000 people. In addition, 500 priests heard more than 3,000 confessions over the course of two hours last night. And the Seek 24 conference going strong until Friday. They'll wrap it up Friday with a big mass. Multnomah County's ambulance response crisis means Portland firefighters being forced to find some creative ways to get patients transported to the hospital. The latest incident ended up in a New Year's Eve morning transport on a TriMet bus for a man who was experiencing chest pain and at risk of a heart attack, according to Portland Fire and Rescue. AMR was at level zero with no ambulances available to transport. It was after a 20-minute wait that Portland Fire Captain Dennis Bell got creative and a TriMet bus was their only option. Speaking to KGW, bus driver Joseph Wiggins said it wasn't the first medical emergency he's experienced on his bus, but it was probably the most dramatic. In this case, while the unique hospital transport worked, Captain Bell said if the man would have had a heart attack on the bus, it could have been a lot of trouble. A Mountain Angel man died after a shooting Monday morning, according to a statement from the Marion County Sheriff's Office. Deputies from the Sheriff's Office and officers from Mount Angel and Silverton Police Departments responded just before 6 in the morning New Year's Day to Pershing Street near Markham Street after receiving a 911 call that a man had been shot. At the scene, officers found 42-year-old Brandon Slack of Mount Angel suffering serious injuries. Despite attempts to provide medical aid, Slack died at the scene. 
The shooting suspect left the area before officers arrived and law enforcement has yet to arrest any suspect in the deadly shooting in Mount Angel. And people traveling southbound on Interstate 5 in Ridgefield should plan ahead for delays and additional travel time. On Wednesday, today, Washington State Department of Transportation survey crews will close the left lane on the southbound I-5 near the Clark County Event Center to collect data that will inform future construction projects for this area. So beginning at 9 a.m., lasting until noon, the left lane along southbound I-5 between milepost 10 and 9.5 will be closed to keep both travelers and maintenance crews safe. Travelers are asked to slow down, pay attention, and use caution through the work zone. And in sports, after four seasons on the pitch, Jimmy Chira is being transferred from the Portland Timbers, the club announced yesterday. Chara will head to the Colombian side, Junior FC. A native Colombian, the 32-year-old Chara has been with the team since 2020 and has appeared in 102 regular season matches, starting in 83 of those for the Timbers. Through 2023, Shara made 15 goals and 29 assists, helping Portland earn the 2020 MLS's back tournament and the 2021 Western Conference Championship. So the Christmas season in the Catholic Church, it lasts until the baptism of the Lord. Now, throughout this season, the priests and deacons will wear white vestments, a color that is frequently used during periods of great celebration. Dom Prosper Granger highlights the symbolism of these vestments in his liturgical year, explaining the rich symbolism behind it. He says, white is her Christmas vestment. She expresses by her white robes the gladness to which the angels invited the world the beauty of our divine son that has risen in Bethlehem, the spotless purity of the Virgin Mother, and the clean heartedness with which they should have who come to worship at the mystic crib. Now, white is often used to remind us of our heavenly homeland and the vision described in Revelation of all those who worship around the Lamb wearing white robes. And the Christmas season is also quickly followed by ordinary time, which sees a change from white to green vestments. And even the color green has profound spiritual symbolism that connects it to the Christmas season. As Granger explains, the color of the vestment is green. It is, say, the interpreters of the liturgy to teach us that the birth of Jesus who is the flower of the fields, we first receive the hope of salvation and that after the bleak winter, they are open to the verdant springtime of grace. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. I'm Eric Wunderlich and this is our community calendar. The American Red Cross is doing a blood drive at the Grotto on Monday, January 8th to mark the Grotto's centennial year. They are partnering with the American Red Cross to collect 100 units of blood in a three-day drive. Sign up for donation times at the Red Cross's website. And for these and more events in our Catholic community, head on over to materdayradio.com to check the community calendar or find it on the Hail Mary Media app. And what a wonderful opportunity to spend some time, of course, coming off of that Festival of Lights. We remember 
100 years, the Grotto has been welcoming people and pilgrims to those beautiful grounds. So please donate if you can. It's going to be a big year out there, all the way up to September. Lots of great things happening. Again, we are celebratory people for sure. Speaking of celebration, the month of January, a lot of big feast days that we can celebrate. Also, we're going to be running through the month in today's second cup. So stay with us. Support for Matraday Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Jesus begged his father to spare him, but the answer was no. One Minute Monk, Abbot Placid Solari of Belmont Abbey. The Bible tells us that his prayer was heard and that the answer was no. Jesus accepted this answer and became obedient unto death, even death on a cross. We may get no from God, too. Sometimes we pretend the prayer wasn't answered and do it anyway. Or we might be angry or tempted to give up on prayer. The truth is that God knows what we need far better than we do. It's up to us to trust his love enough to take no for an answer. That no is an invitation to take up Jesus' cross and follow him, just as he told us we would have to do. For your free copy of The Rule of St. Benedict, visit OneMinuteMonk.com. O-N-E MinuteMonk.com. Simon of Cyrene had to be forced to help Jesus carry his cross. Will someone have to force you to do so too? Circle members including True North Retirement Advisors, financial planning and investment management to help you retire with confidence. With decades of experience, True North Retirement Advisors partners with you to find clarity, build a plan, and invest with your Catholic values in mind. Scheduling a free consultation is available online at truenorthretirementadvisors.com. This is Dina Marie, host of The Voice of the Shepherd, inviting you to join me on my weekly podcast, Faith Moments with Dina Marie, where I proclaim and ponder the Sunday Mass readings, a perfect way to enhance your study of sacred scripture. My Faith Moments podcast is found on your favorite podcast platform or on the Hail Mary Media app. It's easy to download and absolutely free. Check it out today. The Faith Moments with Dina Marie podcast made available thanks to Matrade Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. It's 841 here at Modern Day Radio. It's going to be mostly cloudy today with a high near 48. There's a 60% chance of rain and it looks like it's already drizzling a little bit here at the studio. There's going to be scattered showers totaling up to about a tenth of an inch. Sun might come out, but we haven't seen it yet. Rain looks likely for the rest of the week with clouds and highs in the upper 40s and lows in the low 40s. If you're above 3,500 feet, you might get mountain snow. Otherwise, continuing with the rain. Currently, it is 44 degrees at St. Thomas Catholic Church in Camas. And 42 at St. Stephen's Catholic Church in Portland. Out of coffee? No need to worry. Mater Day Radio is brewing a second cup of the morning blend. I am ready for my second cup, but I we... need some espresso. Do you need an espresso? I, I do. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's that's pretty hearty. That's like a lot of caffeine <laughs> it's in that shot. Festival of Sleep Day, so I'm, <laughs> I'm fighting that off, but then a nap this afternoon. 
There are all kinds of feast days this week. Of course, uh, Father Dan Petit talked about this powerhouse of a week that we have coming up last week, too, was also all kinds of things. So I thought we'd spend a little bit of time today talking about some of the feast days. Today, kind of a neat day, the holy name of Jesus. And all month long, we're celebrating that. But today is the actual feast day, right? That is it. That's correct. The and whole month Genevieve dedicated. Today. And St. Genevieve. Yeah. That's a beautiful name, too. So I did do a quick research, Pat, and I looked at the meaning of everybody's name. And so your name is Patrick. <laughs> That's now, right. Now, it doesn't mean shamrock. It doesn't mean leprechaun. What does Patrick mean? Nobleman. It's nobleman. Nobleman. So, I like that. Do you like that? Yeah. I don't know if it fits, but I like it. (laughs) I like that too. So I did a quick search too. So Brenda is a form of the name Brandon, Uh right? And that means sword or flaming sword, (laughs) even like that. Oh yeah. (laughs) Oh, that right on the money. Right. A little fiery with the, with the hair too. The hair too. Got to keep that red going in there for sure. Now you've been hearing our listeners. Eric Wonderlake has been joining us doing our community calendars and weather today. Eric means forever ruler forever ruler and i think Which about seems like appropriate for today it does yeah. right that's another name aaron of course aaron our our producer also mountain of strength Ooh. now listen to this as sarah kenzie our digital media manager princess it literally sarah actually means <laughs> princess she she would not like that no, i don't think no <clears throat> And then Deborah, which is so amazing. I love this one because she's uh, our executive assistant. B, as in a honeybee. Oh, Deborah perfect. means a bee. So yeah. I feel like we've got some strong names here in the station. We definitely do, but not as strong as, you know, the not name above strong. all names. Oh, absolutely. Every, and yesterday, every knee will bend at yeah. the sound of his name. So that's just one of those feast days. So if you've got some time today, look up what does your name mean? And they should have meaning. It should be something that's, you know, unique and valuable to do and see if maybe it fits Great your personality. Idea. So that, of course, today. So as we move through the calendar now, uh Archbishop Sample was talking about the feast day of the baptism of the Lord. That's next Monday. That's the 8th. If you go one day before another really great day on the 7th, it's the Epiphany. Right. It's the wise men are fine. They have been making their way. Now, last (laughs) Sunday, the good deacon and I went to beautiful St. Rose of Lima Church here in Portland. Father Matt was saying to Mass, you know what they are doing? They're wise men are actually moving across the altar. And he pointed them out. He said, now they are making their way, and by next Sunday, they will be at their nativity scene. I love that. We have a large crutch downstairs. You know, yes. And I was like, where are the wise men? They were under the table. Oh, are so they? They are not coming out till Sunday, according to, to the bee. The bee according is keeping, to the bee. The I crutch. thought yes. maybe you said our wise men were with our, nati- <laughs> our uh, advent wreath. No, no, no. (laughs) No. We do have wise men. We do not have the Advent wreath, but we will next Advent. I promise you. So the month dedicated to the holy name of Jesus, of course, the month of January is also Protect Life Month. Mm -hmm. And there's a big uh, gala event coming up next month in the Archdiocese of Portland. We'll be talking more about that. But this month on the 20th, it's a big day. The 22nd, excuse me. That day in particular is the day of 
prayer for the legal protection of unborn children. Now, we have spoken about some of the uh, the events that are coming up. And of course, the March for Life in Washington, D.C., always a big event. March for Life West Coast, that's coming up. I think they're, are they close in days, a day or two they between certainly are. them? So, so the uh, West Coast March is on that Saturday following the 51st March for Life, which is in Washington on the 19th. But actually starts on the 17th because they're having this big expo that's going to be going on. Oh, okay. So they've turned this into actually a, a several days of events that are going on in addition to just used to be the march. Right. But now they've added all since they figure all these pro-life people are coming from all over the country. And we're talking, you know, the numbers have swelled close to a million before. Uh, this year, they, they expect several hundred thousand there, but uh, they will have this big expo going on and Life Fest, which is being hosted by the Sisters for Life, who are coming to Portland next exactly. month. Exactly. And our Knights of Columbus. Oh, I think yeah. that would be a wonderful event. Uh, the Good Deacon, one time uh, in his travels, he happened to be in Washington, D.C., and he joined in on that March for Life. He had no plans to do that. He ended up getting on the Metro uh, to get to the to the front line, and he met a group of nuns and a priest, and they're like, "Oh, here I have an extra scarf, and here's some gloves, and <laughs> you need to help us carry our sign." And he said, "Oh, okay, sure enough." So he he starts walking with them, and he gets to the steps of the Supreme Court, and these nuns they just kind of keep making their way, making their way up to the steps, and he's like, "I keep carrying their sign for him." He said, "Before I knew it." I was right at the front of the crowd holding the sign. The priest was one of the speakers at the gathering. And so here's Scott. How providential. Yeah. Wow. He's like, that was the most amazing day for sure that he got to celebrate. So. Yeah, you just kind of fall into some of these unique situations, too. So, of course, that day coming up. So let's keep moving through January. This is a beautiful feast day, and I'm beginning to learn a little bit more about this and trying to understand why this is held at kind of a higher level. January 25th, this is the feast of the conversion of St. Paul. Ah, Right. And of course, we have that. Why are you persecuting? Why are you hurting my people, Paul? And then look at where he became. He he even got after Peter time or two and told <laughs> yes, him to straighten out. <laughs> and he told all kinds of people to straighten out. And he was shipwrecked. I mean, you know, he basically it was the precursor for Gilligan's Island there. So. <laughs> was that I think it was more than a three hour tour, though, that so. he was on. And it lasted more. It, well, Actually, probably his shipwreck lasted just about as long as Gilligan's Island did. On but TV. certainly the conversion of St. Paul. Anybody that I think has been down that road gets that. They almost feel like, I ah, see why why he is, is definitely one of the first. Yes. Uh, because we all kind of, at least I know I, I, when I was coming back to the church, St. Paul is who I looked to. That was so, it. Yeah. And I think it's a good reminder, too, that Christ calls all of us. Mm. All, it, it, no matter your station, every one of us is called to that same conversion. When we had the trip to Rome, uh, there's the one of the basilicas of Paul outside the wall, uh-huh. right? And they actually have relics they believe to be the chains that the angel came and broke wow. that set that Paul set free, and uh, there they are. So 
Amazing. I know. Wow. Our church is rich. Rich, <laughs> rich indeed. So, uh, and feast days. And many, many feast days. I've also been reading, too. We're moving from darkness into light now, too. And we've been I noticing the light is coming on outside early and earlier. Within the month of January and the first couple of weeks of February, we're going to gain nearly 45 minutes of really? sunlight. It's a really an incredible shift. And, you know, as we, you know, the darkest part of our existence in winter, the Christ child is born. And then here comes the sun. The light is coming back. And we're going to move all the way into Advent and then, or excuse me, Lent begins in February and then, of course, Easter season. Well, let's get through Christmas first. Is it, okay. Let's get that we're not through with Christmas yet. So don't, don't jump to Ash Wednesday yet. So baptism's baptism of the Lord is the eighth, but you say you keep that celebration going all the way to all the way up to the presentation. And yeah, what day is yeah, that? Yeah. So that's in February. in February. So that first, I believe that first weekend of February. That's, yeah. is that just an excuse? So you don't have to take your tree down. That's till exactly what it that's is. That's part of it. And like <laughs> no, I said, but I told you, I love it. I love the Christmas season and I just want to keep it going. And there's just something about it. And I wait actually till Christmas Eve. I didn't put really anything up until then. And uh, I just want to want to milk it for all it's worth. Everybody else started back in, you know, Halloween. So I'm kind of right. doing the same, but in the actual Christmas season. I think that's perfect, Patrick. <laughs> that's wonderful. So don't feel bad. In fact, you should feel good I if do. your Christmas tree <laughs> is still up. And I hope you enjoy today's second cup. Tasty. And a last check of weather. Well, we've got that rain sticking with us. We could see some breaks through it to the afternoon today. Mostly cloudy, high near about 48. Chance of rain, 60%. 50% chance of rain tonight. Not too cool, though, 41. And that snow level is dropping down. So if you're a skier, keep an eye out. Right now in the Rose City, it's 42. Support for Monterey Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Please join me, Father Gabriel Mosier, as we pray the divine praises. In the name of the Father and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Blessed be God. Blessed be his holy name. Blessed be Jesus Christ, true God and true man. Blessed be the name of Jesus. Blessed be his most sacred heart. Blessed be his most precious blood. Blessed be Jesus in the most holy sacrament of the altar. Blessed be the Holy Spirit, the paraclete. Blessed be the great mother of God, Mary most holy. Blessed be her holy and immaculate conception. Blessed be her glorious assumption. Blessed be the name of Mary, Virgin and Mother. Blessed be Saint Joseph, her most chaste spouse. Blessed be God in his angels and in his saints. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Do you want to live a truly authentic Catholic life? 
This is Deacon Harold Burke Sivers, and Monday nights at 7.30, Ken Hellenius and I team up for Living Stones. This dynamic weekly show will help you deepen your relationship with Christ and His church with practical ways that you can grow in faith, participate more fully in the liturgy, and practice charity towards all. Join us for Living Stones, Monday nights at 7.30 on Modern Day E-Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. The Morning Blend. Two hours a day for two times the fun. Two times the fun. On Mater Day Radio, the station dedicated to the Blessed Virgin Mary. It is 8.54 here at Mater Day Radio and closing out this fun show today. Here is Josh Blakesley with Sing Alleluia. You are listening to Brenda and Pat on the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life.
Joshua Blakesley sing Alleluia. It is 8.59 here at Mater Day Radio. You know, starting a new job's tough. It, <laughs> we have, it's just a little hazing. We gave Eric the code to open up, the, to shut off the alarm, but we didn't give him the final number to shut everything off. And uh, we had a little visitor this morning. We had some visitors from very fast Portland police were here. We so. apologize very much. Yeah. Thank you so much for your attentiveness. <laughs> we are very sorry. Uh, Eric, here's that bus that says Mater Day Radio on it. We're going to throw you under it. <laughs> and, 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 and officer, you can come and take the handcuffs off now. Yeah, he's been in handcuffs throughout the show uh, waiting for it to end so You're we can You're a good sport, up. Eric. Uh, thanks for joining us also. Don't set off the alarm tomorrow, though. I won't, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> that is going to wrap it up for us on The Morning Blend. It is Wednesday. That means we got an episode of Blazing the Trail with Miriam Marston this afternoon. There's the evening at 7.30. Great programming all day long till then. Stay with us here at Mater Day Radio, and we hope you have a very blessed day. Merry Christmas!